Welcome back to the Engineering YouTube and Podcast and welcome to episode 22. Uh, episode 22 uh, should have gone out a couple of days ago, but I've had a massive week in the day job. Um, so I've been a little quieter than I would normally because by the time I finish work, I'm shattered. So uh, so yes, that's why it's a couple of days late. But um, this picks up from the YouTube channel that went live at the weekend with a very shortened version of a chat with Mike Champion from Mike Champion Engineering um, on his race car. And if you've not seen that yet, head over to YouTube at Engineering on YouTube. Uh, give us a subscribe. Things are going pretty well. Um, I picked up last week and talked a little bit about how the um, how the figures are looking and it's still going in the right direction, thankfully. So um, with lots of good feedback and lots of good comments. So yeah, do head over to uh, YouTube and have a watch. Uh, but what I did say in that the episode that I dropped on Sunday last week was the uh, the initial conversation with Mike Champion uh, was quite short because I cut it so I could get on to um, the other conversation that was in that same video, which is with uh, Richard Tuthill. So uh, very nicely, I uh, heard back from Tuthill and they've invited me to come and spend some time with them. Um, if you follow, if you watch the end of that video and this audio from that video, you will see that Richard at the end um, says, come and see us. And not going to miss that one, am I? Especially with a 911K, 11,000 RPM. Um, yeah, what, what a treat that will be. So um, look forward to that in the new year. Um, but I wanted to explore more of that conversation with Mike because, you know, he's a super knowledgeable guy. Um, I was in learning mode as much as I was in listening mode. Uh, and he really goes into the depth. So I've expanded that conversation out from that video and you get to hear all of it in a couple of minutes time. Um, let's have a quick whiz round what's happening in the community, what's happening in the industry. Um, so the Porsche Turbo models from now on get the option of, I know the name's so cheesy, but I don't know who came up with this, Turbo Knight um, on all Porsche models, which is basically a blackout of everything. Um, it's a spec option, really. There's not much more to talk about with that. Um, I don't really get these things. You know, I get having the option of being able to spec everything black. That's pretty cool. But to give it some cheesy name. But, you know, it, there must have been a slow news day in the Porsche land for that. Uh, Taycan Turbo GT was on the ring. Uh, did a just over a seven minute lap. And I am boggled by these lap times now. And I know you can get, I know there's faster laps than the seven minutes. Um, but to get a big fat electric car around the ring in seven minutes it kind of made me laugh that it actually got around the ring and didn't use all his battery life up or dropped down to like 50 percent available power or something but yeah quite impressive um haven't had a go in a Taycan never even been in a Taycan uh my cousin Nick who's been on the channel a couple of times he has uh he was looking at ordering one when they came out first and then um in sort of that stormtrooper spec that came out um, but didn't go with it. And again, looking at the residuals now, um, they're dropping like a tank, aren't they? So uh, dropping like a tank, is that even a phrase? <laughs> I don't know. Dropping like a stone, that's probably about it. Um, yeah, so I guess this is a double negative there, isn't there? Um, Taycan's being fat and heavy and um, yeah, electric powered, which is still not my preferred uh, means of transport, but um, they are lapping the ring and, you know, doing some pretty consistently decent times there. So um, be interesting to see what happens when the uh, Cayman and Boxster uh, electric versions come out, which won't be that long. I think we'll probably start seeing 
um press shots and teasers and you know a bit of a wind up to that in the near future so um and what will they do around the ring because they'll be quite a chunk lighter than than the Taycan, but whether they've got any aero or something to keep them um i don't know who knows who knows what's going to happen uh things are changing in the um electric industry but it's just still not something i'm that interested in um and I know I've got one arm on uh, or one eye on sustainability and environmental management. And I do. And I still love that stuff. I'm just not sure that electric is the way to go. Electric city cars. Yes. Electric dailies that you can do big miles in. Mm, not so sure. So um, and actually, Arjmar, myself, um, uh, another friend, pick, it, pick that conversation up, actually. So we're going to release that pretty soon as well. So you'll get to hear more about uh, the three of us. Um, wittering on about what we think individually about electric cars and what that will do to the market and what it is doing to the market and um, you know the, the changes that will come we'll see um, Zuffenhausen big factory upgrade happening now so they're going to move a lot of the uh, the production out from uh, the current factory into the new factory and split it and be able to automate a lot more uh, produce more volume so it's going to be interesting to see Electric vehicles are going to be on the same line as the ICE vehicles. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know if anyone else has noticed, and I think I mentioned it in last week's episode, um, there's been definitely some QC issues knocking around. You know, there's been a few problems with um, axles falling out and glass breaking, you know, brand new cars that are, you know, just released. So um, I certainly haven't seen that in the past to that extent, if you excuse uh, engine meltdowns and you know various other bits and pieces but they're fairly isolated into one issue as opposed to general QC faults so maybe that's a result of that maybe they're doing their own internal investigations and obviously a, you know it's a big strategic move to build an entirely new factory so I'm pretty sure it won't have come from that particular issue but um, it will be interesting to see what happens with QC as the new electric cars come in and what Porsche plans to do in terms of remediating um, some of the problems they've got at the moment so um, if, you, if you're listening to this and you've got a bit of an opinion on electric cars and in QC with Porsche, whether you've had any personal QC issues and you're on YouTube, you can drop a comment in the comments section. Or if you're on Instagram and you've picked up this note from Instagram, then you can um, either DM me uh, and I pick those up pretty quickly. Uh, or um, we can pick it up in the comment section. The comment section has actually done really well. There's, it's a thriving hub of activity. So um, either I or someone else will get back to you and, and debate it. So yeah, do do that. Um, Sam Moores is, is, you know, he's one of those people that has just literally picked up a 992 GTS and dropped some content on that recently. Um, if, you haven't, if you don't know who Sam Moores is, he's the chap that owned F40 Blue the kind of mid-blue um, Ferrari F40 that he'd sold a couple of years back now, but um, really, really decent chap. I really want to talk to him, actually. I think he'd be really good for this podcast, so I'm going to try and reach out to Sam. Um, but yeah, he had loads of trim issues and just silly things, really, that you just don't expect. You don't expect when you're spending over £100,000 to be faffing around with trim issues. And So he had a, an A-pillar, um, and I should explain what an A-pillar is for those of you that don't know. Um, the surround of the windscreen and the two kind of bars, I guess, the two parts of the vehicle that um, split the door from the windscreen. Um, it's just a simple piece of trim that sits inside of there, but had this giant bulge in it as if it had either been misfitted or bent at the factory or, I don't know, just not formed properly. Um, but how that got out of the factory and then got through PDI, pre-delivery inspection, and then got to the customer like that, 
Um, and I know that Sam and most YouTubers or um, influencers will go through Porsche Reading. And, you know, from what I understand, Porsche Reading have been pretty good about it, as you'd expect. Um, but even so, yeah, it does make me question what's going on at the moment. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, that's enough of me uh, rambling on. It is going to be a shorter intro this time. So I'm going to leave you for the moment and then I'll come back at the end and we can pick it up. Um, but for now, I hope you really enjoy uh, my chat with Mike Champion Engineering and my chat with Richard Tuthill. Uh, and we'll uh, catch you back at the end. What makes a good resto mod? So we're going to talk into a few people. Um, and at that point, I'll hand over to this guy and we'll talk to him about what makes his car a good resto mod. My champion from Mike Champion Engineering. Um, this is the chap when I was doing my intro a second ago that completely nuked the audio. So thanks very much, Mike. Um, when I walked over to this car, I thought this was a, uh, a resto mod, right? And that's kind of primarily what I'm here to talk about today is resto mods. It's not a resto mod. This is a legit Correct. race car. 1974 FIA homologated race car. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So how, how did you come across this? How, how, did, how did you end up with this car? I'm yeah. guessing you weren't the first owner of this car and uh, it's been through a few hands? No, no, so I took this car on as a project. Yeah. Um, it's always been a race car. Um, it was raced as a 2.7 RS in okay. Europe. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, and about, in these, in, in orange, was it? Um, was it? Yes, in, yeah, in, in orange, um, not with the full livery. Yeah. Um, but it was crying out to be. It, it needed livery, a livery yeah. car, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, so I took it on as a, an ongoing project um, for conversion to 1974 right. RSR spec. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's what you see here today. Yeah. And it's uh, twin spark as well. So talk me through. Let's do the engine first, and we'll do a bit of a walk around, and I'll well, overlay. Here forever. On yeah. The engine, but yeah. <laughs> So you're, did you have a spec in mind when you started putting the car together or did, so, how did it start? So it's a, it's, so to get FIA papers for FIA homologation, I have to match the specification in period right. as okay. a 1974 3-litre RSR okay. would have been raced in the day. Yes. So that means that defines right. the fact I have to use mechanical fuel injection. Sure, yeah. I have to use uh, Bosch or Magnetic Twin Spark okay. systems. I have to use either for the earlier cars, uh, but high butterfly injection, yep. or as I've gone for in this particular car, the later slide valve injection okay. system. Right. Um, and that also constrains my capacity. Yes. To run three litres. Yeah, of course. Constra constrains my um, crankcase to the early aluminium. Um, 930 style crankcase design yeah, okay. um, and defines my cams and, uh, and effectively the whole setup of the, of so the engine. Out of interest then, did you have your requirements, are they your requirements, right? It has to meet that spec. How closely did you sail to that? Or were you like, no, no, I'm going to build it faithfully to what the requirements are, what the blue book asks for, and I'm not going to try and find my race car way through it and yeah well so you so you've, you've you um you know you've you've got tuning capability mm -hmm. yeah so you've got you know you can you can do porting work okay you, good. Know, you can yep. effectively blueprint print the engine Brilliant. so you can run as close as you can to the tolerances mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you know got to stick by the rules got to play by the rules yeah, yeah. um so you know what the power target is because they're widely published and widely well known mm -hmm. what a 1974 rsr three liter engine will produce yeah yeah um 
So as long as you can demonstrate you're getting there at the end of the day through a through dyno, you know, panel uh, okay. output, yeah, you yeah. know you've pretty much matched the spec. Good. Yeah? Good. Um, and I'm pretty much there. So I dynoed this uh, for the final bit of tuning work because I had a lot of fueling and ignition setup work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, came out about 335 horsepower at the wheels. Uh, what so, weight? Yeah. What weight? 950 kilos. <laughs> 950 kilos, that's a beast. Um, and it's not, it's clearly not running slicks today. It's running, well, not far off slicks, actually. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're road legal, watching. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's hope it doesn't rain. Yeah. <laughs> so talk me, let's talk me through the rest of the car then. Uh, so engine, you're happy. It's, it's exactly what you wanted yeah. to your spec. Sort of. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it's effectively yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's exactly exactly what I wanted to create. So I'm, I'm making the power I wanted to create. Yeah. I've got I'm using authentic parts yes. everywhere, so it's right. It, it meets the FIA requirements. Of course. Happy days. Um, Where next? Where are you next? Same applies with the well chassis. So it runs coilovers. Yeah. So throw away the old the torsion pr- springs because they're they're they're, they're a heavy massive and limitation. Too compliant. Yeah. Um, so we run coilover, Bilstein shocks all round. Okay. Um, Valves? Did you have any input in the valving, or were they on off the shelf? Uh, no. So valving is is set to okay. to match the kind of damping I want to get out of a 950 kilo yes. car okay. with right. 335 horsepower. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still yeah. can't go over those yeah. figures. <laughs> Yeah, so they're, they're, they're all set to match the chassis. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I run uh, 9.30 brakes. Right. Yeah, so the brakes off the later turbo. Yeah. Um, so that ups your disc diameter. Yeah. It gives you more um, more pistons in each of the caliper Absolutely. sections. So you've got loads of stopping distance. No servo. Yes, okay. It's pre-servo days. What's um, the pedal feels pretty good from that then? No, yeah, server? yeah, it's tight. Press hard, it will stop. Yeah, I mean the car, the car's so light, it, will, it doesn't need. Yeah, yeah, and you've got some thick rubber on the back, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it. No, normally, end up being constrained by the amount of front end grip you've got mm. once the tank goes light. Yes. Yeah. So right, full, okay. full tank of fuel at the start of the race, you know, fine, plenty of grip, goes really well. As you go through a race duration, especially if you're doing a one hour race, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll find towards the end. The front end goes quite light, and you're kind of limited by the um, by slip at the front. But, and um, does that so? I mean, tire wear is going to have a play, play yeah, part. Yeah, well, I've got well, a bias right? adjuster. Okay, so good. Brake bias adjuster in there, so just you know. Move you're finding you're tweaking it as the race goes yeah, on yeah, to just yeah. help, just to help control that and manage that. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's that chassis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bod- body work. Body work's all still, is it any of it fiberglass? No, or pretty much most. To get 950 kilos, you've got to be fiberglass. You've yeah. got to be fiberglass, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So boot lids, fiberglass, bonnet is yeah. fiberglass, front wings are fiberglass, rear wings are fiberglass. Um, uh, doors are steel, but there, the camera probably won't see this. But Sorry, I know, I'll, I'll do a walk around afterwards yeah. anyway. Uh, doors are steel, but they're only half the weight. Pretty chopped out. Just cut out all the um, cut out all the interior of them. Yeah, um, and then everything taken out from the inside as bare as possible. It is. I mean, race days. I normally race without the drive, without the passenger, passenger seat. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, so interior-wise, the goal was literally just to keep it as, yeah, as stripped, stripped out, out yeah. as possible, right? Stripped anything that weighs anything, let's get yeah. rid of it. And so you, need, you need your essential instruments, you need a few other bits and pieces. Certainly with the tuning work I've been doing, I've been running um, exhaust gas temperature probes in that. Okay. So it gives me a little bit of extra monitoring, um, lambda sensing as well, just yeah. to help with the tuning work. Uh, but if, by the time it gets to the race, I'll probably take that stuff out. So right, and, okay. and the passenger seat, so you've, you've got nothing but the bare essentials. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, no and, such uh, luxuries like a carpet or anything like that. Don't need carpet, mate. Come on. Uh, roll cage as well. Yeah. Kept a fairly, you know, fairly as much as keep the weight down as much as possible, but still make, making sure the um, the cage is legal for safety requirements. Yeah, of course. And you compare that to some of the cages that these later cars have. You see how heavy, juicy these yeah, things are. Yeah, 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 yeah. It adds a lot of weight, so. Um, try to avoid that just keep it to again yeah, yeah. purposeful for what you're trying to do it's a yeah. race car you want to kind of t yeah. toe the line but yeah, stand yeah. right side of it yeah so the uh, they well the, the uh data loggers then talk me through the so your data they what, what they what are they picking up what have you got them set for so exhaust gas temperatures yeah. so instant so all six cylinders i can monitor gas temps as i'm going yep. yeah so if enough i've got a lean cylinder or a rich cylinder uh, okay. i can see the spikes in the gas temperatures yeah and then i've got lambda left bank and right bank okay on balance for general afr wow. across the board um, and, and that's so that really is more for you going to go okay i'm out i'm not going to blow my engine up to try and yeah, achieve yeah. anything here yeah, I'm it's, just good, gonna... it's good for early warning signs yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. even if you get on a track day and it's you know it's running lean because the ambient conditions you could just run it that's a little bit richer on the day yes or vice versa yeah 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 uh, and then all the normal stuff like oil temp oil pressure gearbox temperature yeah so run a separate gearbox or cooler so i can flip that on if the temperatures are going right, up that okay. sort of thing and this is the thing I mean I'm not a racing driver at all I'm a pretty awful track driver actually but your ability to put in consistently quick lap times mm. and manage the car at yeah. the same time I mean that's a not an easy thing to do is well, it well there's really? always straight bits yeah. well yeah I mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> straight bits and lots of other cars going past there's There'll be lots of cars going past me anyway. So your, what's your favourite bit about the car then? So what, what is it that you've done that you're like, oh, I've nailed that, I'm really happy with that part. What's the, is there anything specific? Apart from the livery, you can't pick the livery. Um, been pretty happy with the engine build, okay. I have to say. But pretty happy with the, with the, with the uh, winter rebuild. A, a lot of hard work, a lot of, uh, a lot of churning of specs, a lot of data crunching, mm. a lot of measurements, a lot of stuff to go through to make sure you've got it right, mm -hmm. you know, and, the, uh, and you never know, you have to go through a long process of build, mm. assembly, mm. machining, yeah, reassembly yeah. and build, blind really, because you're never really going to know it's right mm. until you've got it together, you fire it up, you do your tuning work. And you take it on the dyno and oh here it goes yeah yeah you know and that's a risky you know that's a, yeah, it's yeah. a nervous moment yeah 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 yeah, yeah. especially with the amount of money you're putting into it it's yeah, not we're not talking pennies to no, do this right so exactly exactly yeah. so it's a really nervous moment as if say oh hell am i going back to the drawing board or you know or we all right have i nailed it yeah yeah i'm pretty pleased to pretty say good. i nailed it so, yeah. so talk me through uh, mike champion engineering then um mm. What, what, what is it you do as a, as a business and what can you offer your customers? And Yeah, um, well, I'm an engineer. I've been an engineer all my life. Um, um, started working with Arrows, uh, TWR Arrows, Formula yeah. One team when yeah. I graduated, yeah. Um, then moved on uh, for Jaguar, then moved into Cosworth, spent seven years doing engine design development with Cosworth, um, and then started up my own business. Right, okay. yeah. um, And that, once I dedicated my engineering work to purely you know my own passion mm. 911s i've concentrated on that and that's since. the focus this is just 911s yeah i only do 911s right and and older stuff right uh, that's, predom that's predominantly i do take on some of the water called water called metzger engines i do so i do 997 turbo engines okay. rebuilding one of those at the moment um and i do do some work on some of the some of the later water called cars but focus of my work cars that really need more input obviously mm. are the earlier cars yeah, of course, so yeah. and i do everything you know i've got um i run my own workshop 
and we take in a car from we can do a full bare shell restoration we do it in the house right so we've got, we've got paint facilities there we've got body work we've got select jig for doing body restoration um uh, an engine build shop an interior it's trim shop big, it's and a an big, assembly. big operation then it's not well yeah. it's, it sounds big but it's me and an apprentice is it? it right yeah 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 and i just take it i'll spend two years on a car Wow, and just right. won't take another car in. Why? You know, okay. Because right. of it, because we're working on that your commitments car. to that car, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And how much? Um, so you obviously got a customer for this. How much input do they have? Is it a, you, you get some? You get what you need. That they've got a purpose in mind, whether it's racing or hill climb or sprints, whatever it is. Yeah. And they go right, build me that. Or are they in, involved along the way? Is they it's totally up to the customer? Right. Okay. Some, some customers will just get, you know give give me uh, you know give me what they bought. Yep. You know, a shell and boxes a bit, and they'll just say, make it like an original car, right, right, or okay. make it like this hot rod, yeah, or yeah. make it like this race car. Right, okay. So I build to that spec, and they don't want to know until it's done. Right. Some will want to, you know, be part of the journey, and that's fine. Right. That's fine. You know, enjoy each of those things either way. Nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> so to wrap this up then, so the question I've been asking everybody, what makes a good resto mod? Now, we've just talked about race car. Also, yeah. You've also just mentioned about some customers might come in and say, right, build me this hot rod. So yeah, yeah. what in your mind, makes a good resto mod event against a bad resto mod? Well, I, I guess for me, my job as, as the engineer, as the, the builder for the customer, which is you know, quite an interesting angle, I suppose, it's doing what the customer's happy with. Yeah, okay. It's meeting their needs. It's meeting the way that they drive. Mm-hmm. It's meeting how they're going to use the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, and it meets what is in their mind, the things that excite them, right. and things that get them, you know, get yeah, yeah. under the collar, you know, because yes. that's what it's about. Yeah, 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 of know? course, yes. Driving enjoyment, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, we're doing yeah, this yeah. for, right? Yeah, so I tend to go, you know, when you're spending two years with a car and with a customer, you get to know the customer pretty well, you know, so, so that really helps with, say, an, an engine build. Mm, mm. You know, you can say, oh, you know, I think what you need is a nice torquey 3.2. They're not going right, to need something right. revy yeah, yeah. because you don't look like the kind of customer that's going to rev it. Right. They're not taking it to a racetrack, yeah, so yeah. I don't need to build it. You know, I don't need to build it. Pizza <laughs> power, you get in, my Pleasure friend. Pleasure to have met you. And you. Yeah, take care. Yeah. Take it easy on the track as well. Yeah. I'm going to see you upside down. <laughs> You're too tight. bloody expensive. Well, you enjoy that. Are you, are you selling it? You're selling it, Yeah, I'm you? selling it. Yeah, yeah, I've just spoken to them this morning. They're going to win me on Monday, so oh. it's, it should be up maybe in a week's time or something. Should like me to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. I will sell well. Out on there, you'll give you an idea of maybe what yours is. Well, well, well yeah. no, yours is worth more than mine. Yeah. Because <laughs> yours have been done properly. <laughs> 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 Quoted on collecting cars, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, fantastic. You take care. It's really good to meet you. Here's your door. Yeah. <laughs> take care. Yeah, just to wrap up. And so, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, on, so that's it. So, meeting what the customer needs. So, so you're never going to build. You know, a customer who's using a boat on the road. I'm never going to build in something like this. Yeah, because it's it, it's hellishly expensive. Yeah, yeah. And they're only ever going to use maybe six tenths of its potential right right okay. yeah yes because they're yeah. on the road with it of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no. <laughs> no it's not <laughs> we're gonna get drowned out again in a minute aren't we yeah so um yeah. so it, so it really is about the customer's needs then it's not yeah, exactly. so much right yeah yeah that, that's it and the customer will know the, the customer will say they'll have something in mind they'll say oh you know i really like the golf cars you know the golf liveries so that's a good idea Pause here. We'll pause for that, yeah, yeah. This way I spent 20 minutes warming it up, <laughs> trying to get the idle sorted. That is a resto mod, right? 
yeah, I guess you could call it, yeah, you could go, it's, um, I, I, I just use the word, I tend to use the hot rod the more rod. often than resto rod, because yeah. I, if I understand the vernacular properly, a resto mod tries to make a car look like an old car, right, okay. but with, a, with, with some modern technology and modern engineering in it, yeah? It's probably, yeah, a, good place, so, yeah, it's probably yeah. a good thing to do, start with, what is a resto mod? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I, I, in my mind, resto, restoration, modification, resto mod. Yeah. So that could be not necessarily a back date, but it could be taking something that's not yeah, that's completely... Just a hot Why not just call it a hot It's got right, to be something right. different than a hot Otherwise it's the same word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, really I, know the, I know the English language is a bit mad. Yeah. It likes to use eight words for the one thing. It does, it does. Like rain, for example. And it's whatever's in vogue at the moment, right? It's whatever, like, is, yeah. you know, singer kind of a... Tune them into the tune themselves into a market. Yeah. Yeah, see if you take it, so let's use Singer as the, you know, the benchmark, right? As starting point for the definition. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So you look at Singer, it still follows the shape, the flow, the lines mm -hmm. of an early 911. Right. And they're very, they're very keen to keep the early style. Yeah, 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 they still yeah. keep it as a long hood. They still keep period looking seats in there. You still mm -hmm. get period looking steering wheel. You'll still get, you know, period choices for tyre, yeah, and wheels. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that that for me confirms it's a resto mod because they're still sticking within constraints defined by yeah. the period look of the car. Yes. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so if you then went and stuck BBS wheels on it, mm -hmm. right? Or you then went and put, you know, orange seats in it, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, or, what, or some kind of, you know, or a drag, a drag steering wheel, you know, really deep yeah, yeah, drag yeah, yeah, yeah. steering wheel for argument's sake. Yeah, yeah. You've then turned that into a hot rod. Right. Yeah. There you go. Because you've done whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Do. You've ignored what convention. There's says. no convention. Yeah. It's a hot rod. You're building it just the way you want. Yeah. 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 So that's so. So yeah. it's a really, a, it might be a rest of the mod, although Singer likes to, you know, corner the market a little bit in it. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it, it. I always see them as just a hot rod, just with period cues. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 You should be telling me this. I thought you. Hey, no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm. The thing is with me, I'm learning a lot of this stuff. I'm learning, right? So I'm a. I'm not come from this. I'm not from come from Porsche. My background is Lotus, not Porsche. So I'm Got learning a lot of this stuff. Talking to a lot of people, yeah. gathering as much information and then yeah, learning yeah. and then picking stuff up on the way. You yourself will know a hell of a lot more about this stuff than yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's yeah. that's the kind of conversation I can have with the customer, isn't it? You know, I can I can say, well, what do you want? Do you want a hot rod or, uh, or do you want a resto mod? And they'll either know or they won't know. Or they're they're not, not, this conversation. Then I can define. Then, then I can give them what my definition is, mm -hmm. and then they'll. Then they'll think and they'll go, oh yeah, no, actually what I want is something a bit right, singerish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I want to keep period cues. Yeah. Go, okay, right, I'll go down the rest of my yeah. So If they're saying, oh, I don't care about that, I just want it to be, you know, I want big Larry Arch. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Know. Okay, okay. We're you just pretty clearly. To your, it's got to be to their tastes. Yes. You know, I can advise on what's, what's technically feasible. Mm hmm. On what's technically a bad idea, yeah, you, you know, yeah, 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 yeah you know, where, and that will help guide them. But when you know, when it's down to things of styling and taste, then yeah, it's just, just a personal open preference. Own, personal preference, yeah, you know? of course it is. So, some people always ask me a question about colour. You know, what colour should I have? God knows, you know. You, what, what's your favorite colour? Yeah, 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 yeah. Your, your, you know, your choice. You know, there's no, 
There's no, there is no technical input whatsoever no. on a colour on a choice. Color choice. Oh, it's not quite true, apart from metallic or solid, for example, well, because you have to apply different paint systems. But anyway, yeah, apart yeah, from yeah. that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Mike, thank you so much. What's your? Have you got an Insta? You got an Instagram account? You must have it. Yeah, yeah. At MCE Porsche. There you go. MCE Porsche and uh, website address. You've got MCEPorsche.com. There you go. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. It's yeah, really yeah. enjoyable. You'll see it on YouTube at some point anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, tag me um, in. Or, yeah, oh, well, no, no, I will do. Of course I will. Um, I'm going to spend a few minutes doing it because we've spoken for quite a while and we've been off camera. I'll pan around and do yeah, all that yeah. stuff if you don't mind me yeah, doing no, that. Help, minute, help so. yourself. Um, cool. Yeah, if you want to go open the doors. And yeah, stuff, we'll do. That's all right. Yeah. No nice one. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Mr. Richard Tuthill. Hello. Hello. Good to see you, sir. Nice to see you. Welcome to Engineering. Right, let's talk me through these amazing things. I mean, so these are uh, 993 based, is that right? Yes. Okay, so yeah. talk me through, how did it come about? How did the project come about? Uh, I have wanted to, so I really like a 993. Yeah. Um, comfort, AC, six speed box, uh, good MVH, cool car. Cool car. Downside, uh, they're a little bit steady, they're, they're quite, um, Dull's the wrong word. Okay. The, the standard ones, I mean, the, the RS and the RS Club are perhaps the most staggering cars Porsche ever made. So I'm a big right. fan. Right, okay. Um, so uh, that's, that's a great base. Mm -hmm. So we then thought, well, okay, let's, um, we like early cars. Uh, let's, let's make them make them look earlier. Okay. And we went for a 1984 SCRS look, yep. which the reason we did that was because that's where our company started working with Porsche. Porsches and rallying. Yeah. Okay. So you know, everyone needs a, a little story here and there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. But we're not hiding the fact it's 993. Right. So yes, we're backdating a 993, but what we're we're not trying to kid anyone. Mm. Um, so so we've uh, upgraded the engine to 3.8. It's got a, uh, a little um, airbox which is uh, the same shape and size as a 1984 SC. Oh, okay. CRS. Uh, smaller wheels, different brake package, just to make the car feel a bit more lively, mm -hmm. move a little bit more. Um, we've developed our own dampers um, to accommodate the wheels uh, and the brakes and, and, and the changes of that um, that demand. Mm -hmm. And then on the interior, again, we've just had a little play. So haven't you? And um, I, I've got to be honest. Both the interiors. I'm, I'm a details guy, so I look at things like door hinges. I look at the, you know, the stitching, how nicely balanced the stitching is, and ah. Oh, well, I think unreal. I'm a big, big fan of this, and don't tell Edward, but that one's a little bit too black. In fact, he's just sat in it for the first time, and we're going to do some changes. Okay. Um, but uh, but this, this is this is me all over. I think this, this is really cool. Yeah, and really cool. Again, quite simple. This one has got um, no rear seats, uh, like the three two club sport. Mm -hmm. uh, look. Let's not take it too seriously. It's just a cool thing. It is, cool. Uh, and the, the idea is we can do 500 kilometres a day in it and um, not really realise it. Yeah. So like a balance between dynamicism of the car and, and giving it a sharper edge over a 993, but also a package you can live with and you can enjoy and yeah, I mean, use on road trips and Côte d'Azur on a beautiful Sunday. There you go. I want to go from here to the south of France. That's right. what I. That's what I said. Um, uh, don't forget, 993 had. 14 years of development, mm -hmm. I'll be wrong, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. A long, long time to develop. So, of course, it was the best air-cooled car they made in that respect, the most refined. Mm -hmm. um, and I just wanted a little bit more of an early feel. Um, and I really, really like the body shape. And not everyone does, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah, yeah of course. No, we, we are allowed to like different things. Of course, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's been a fascinating journey seeing 
some of the other cars and then coming into this, there's a stark difference between some of the earlier developed cars which were pretty true to a, an older generation of vehicle and this is, you can see both elements of the early stuff and the 990. I love it, I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm smitten so. I'm, I'm committed. Um, no, clearly. Okay, we, we, we've just um, just launched the 911K in Montreux last week, it's yeah. 850 kilo, 11,000 RPM. Oh, don't, I, um, I, I probably um, need to see that at one point in your life. No kidding, yes. Uh, this couldn't be more opposite, so yeah. uh, clearly everyone needs one of each. Of course. Um, because of course. Then, then you don't need another Then you, then you don't need anything else, right? You are yeah, all done. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, what's next for, for Tuck Hill? What, uh, where are you I don't next? know. There is no strategy. No? Um, we turn up every morning with an amazing bunch of people. There's a, I think there's about 80 people turn up every day. Right. Um, we're just finishing a, another building uh, to accommodate. We're moving all the motorsport um, team from the existing building to the new building mm -hmm. to make room to, to build um, some lovely road cars. We've got 20, I think we'll be running 20 cars in the Safari Rally next year. That's a lot of work. It's just it's, it's an immense um, amount of work, isn't so it? So it just, just carries on, but there's no, there's no big... You, yeah, is wake up with a dream one day and yeah, no, start following I, I mean, it. This, I've been actually trying to do this for five years and actually um, Ed and uh, his friend and now my friend uh, Jason, they're like, come on, we'll, we'll have the first couple of cars and all I need in life uh, is someone just to go, come on, let's do it. Mm. Um, and once we've done that, uh, others follow. Thank and that's, that's what happens in everything we do. So um, we, we don't try too hard, we just crack on. Just and let do. it, the osmosis and the, the natural flow. Yeah, of. We've been here a while, and yeah, it yeah, seems to yeah. be slowing down, so we can't be that far. We're doing anything too wrong. Yeah. Brilliant. Look, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I'm, you're a hard man to pin down, and I'm very glad to have got a couple of minutes with you. Thank you so much for uh, pleasure. Richard. And, um, uh, can you come and visit us? I absolutely, us. yeah. Please, the yeah, uh, eleven thousand RPM. I'm, I'm in all day long, yeah, so well, I just, well, I do need one of each. Everyone does. Everyone does. Thank you <laughs> nice so much. Take care. Cheers. Thanks. Bye bye. 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 Mike's a funny guy, isn't he? What a nice dude. Um, really down to earth. I love it when engineers are really uh, happy and excited about their cars and, you know, it's um, and just passionate about the brand. Um, so if you're interested, uh, Mike is on Instagram and you can contact Mike MCE Porsche um, on Instagram and you can get hold of him at mceporsche.com as well if you're interested in looking at um, doing a build with him as he says in the in the video and the and this audio um, that he'll take on the kind of full suite of re uh, renovation restoration to your spec as well so reach out to Mike if you're interested in working with him um, and I'm going to keep you up to date with what happens with Tut Hill and, uh, and how that progresses. I went through a list actually as I was just um, figuring out what the sort of discussed but not booked conversations are and uh, let me do a quick check. Just had a quick count and um, I've got 16 um, new bookings that are kind of in discussion, agreed, not booked. Um, some of those are going to be uh, tech talks, so that's myth busting all of the um, Know, with the uh, technology within the automotive trade but specifically Porsche um, there's uh, some heritage episodes still to book as well um, I'm really excited with a couple of those they're really great and the vehicles I've not covered so far um, and then as you'd expect plenty of waffle as well so um, I hope you all have a lovely week uh, it's a bit of a strange time this going out it's all the back end of the week but a video will drop um, and it's gonna be a full heritage episode coming up at the weekend so um, yeah, well, you're going to be 
able to kick back on a nice Sunday afternoon and, and watch a full Heritage episode. Um, and I hope you really enjoy that as well. For now, though, thank you so much. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can still do that at um, at at Engineering basically everywhere apart from Instagram, which is at Engineering UK. Um, you can email me info at Um Yeah, or carry a pigeon, or you know whatever you need to do to get hold of me. But I'm always up for having a, a chat, um, and I will speak to you all soon. Take care for now, though. Bye bye.